This is Ask Dr. Gans, the podcast. Stress, everybody's got it, everybody feels it, but what do you do with it? How can you get it handled so that you can be your best, do your best, and most importantly, feel your best in all areas of your life? Well, that's what we're all about here at Ask Dr. Gans, the podcast. I'm your host, Bryn Griffiths, alongside registered psychologist, Dr. Gans Ferentz. How are you doing today? I am wonderful today. Thank you. You know, we're still basking in the glow of our roundtable that we did a few weeks ago. It was so much fun. I really enjoyed that, and I got a lot out of that, and we ran half of it on our last podcast, and we're going to run another big segment of it on mm-hmm. this podcast so that we can share it with everybody else. But we had an interesting group together. You and I were at both ends, <laughs> and both we ends, had yeah. three guests. <laughs> we had three guests in the middle. Let, let's uh, tell everybody who joined us on that particular day. So, you know, I was really happy that these guys could come out. You know, so the, the fir- first person that I want to introduce was uh, Jalen Nye, and she's the host of the Afternoon News on 6.30 Ched, and I've been on her show a ton of times, and um, it was just it was just really nice to have her there, and, and her bringing her perspective g- generally, you know, as a, another member of society, but also as uh, a, a connection with the military, and, and talking about what was happening with military families and some of those special issues that happen with the folks that are keeping us safe. We also had another member of the media join us, and I, I worked with Joel Gottlieb oh, probably for about two or three years at uh, CTV Edmonton, mm-hmm. and I had no idea what Joel was going through, but he shared his story with us, and it's, uh, it, it blew me away. A compelling story, you know, and, and the fact that he was willing to share it with us. And, you know, I, I love the fact that he wants to uh, make sure that people learn from what he went through yeah. and that people don't have to suffer by themselves or suffer in silence or think that they're the only ones that are going through things, right? So really, really appreciated having him there. And the third panel is somebody, and I enjoyed his perspective. It's a it's a perspective that is often overlooked and should never be overlooked. Yeah, and that is Mark Corthius, and he is president and CEO of Mental Health Foundation. And uh, you know, I love the fact that he brought in the 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 reminder that not everybody has the means or the you know the emotional ability to be able to do some of the self-reflection work that you know most of us take for granted yeah and so he really really brought in that that representation of people on other sides or other parts of the spectrum that we don't often think about sometimes and you know and I got to give a shout out to what he's doing in the foundation too right because the foundation raises money to fund programs that help everybody and uh, making sure that mental health help, uh, uh, assessment, uh, treatment, everything is more widely available. Of course, we got lots of stuff we still need to do, but they're doing such great work over there. I just got to give them a shout out for that. One of the things that we've often talked about is how it is so easy, and it's not just in mental health. There's a lot of other areas that that this would certainly Mm -hmm. uh, be applicable to, and that is it's so easy for things to fall through the cracks. Oh yeah. So easy, right? I mean, things, people, ideas to fall through the cracks. And it's, 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 I'm so glad that we had this opportunity to talk the four of us, well, the five of us really, yeah, and, and kick around some ideas, but also just the, the richness of, 
uh, perspectives and experiences, and it really helped us to all see different sides of very lots of different issues that uh, we deal with regarding mental health and stress. I only viewed myself as being the fire starter in the, in the round table. <laughs> well, you started some good fires. Yes, just to get things going. And I did laugh because at one point Joel turned over and looked at me and said, hey, I sorry, I don't mean to interrupt. And I'm going, hey, I was just here to get it going. You guys are on a big time roll and we touched on all sorts of different topics. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, it was, it was great because it was really like a natural discussion from, you know, four people that really just like know a lot of stuff in this area, but also had a lot of passion for wanting to help people and wanting people to do their best and feel their best. Mental health is a situation that it, people have suffered far too long, mm-hmm. but we needed a lightning strike and we needed to have something happen where people went, wow. Mm-hmm. And one of the things, and we'll just jump into the conversation at this point, one of the things, well, I, I use the example when I was chatting with Jalen and I said, look, Robin Williams passed away mm-hmm. and he was such an energetic performer and his goal was to make everybody feel great. We just didn't know that he didn't feel great right. about things. Yeah, absolutely. Brought so much joy to so many people, as, as do so many people who are just professionals. They want to make sure their job is done well, whether they're first responders, whether they're entertainers, whether yep. they're singers or whoever they might be. Um, but, yeah, there we, we, we never really know what's going on behind the scenes for people unless they're open to sharing. But I think conversations like the ones we're having right now on the podcast, but also the round table we had that we're going to be hearing about a little later here. This is the stuff that needs to happen, right? Because the more we talk about it, the more we're able to just sort of have a normal conversation about stuff that, you know, is happening in society and our culture, but also what's happening for us individually, the easier it is for us to then know we're not alone and then to reach out and get help if we need it. And I brought up Robin Williams because for me it was an alarm bell and that's exactly where Jalen and I picks it up from. Mm-hmm. And I was just going to say, when you talk about, um, you know, kind of people with, you know, maybe a little bit more of a, of a profile starting to talk about what they've dealt with. And again, they should only be talking about it if they're comfortable doing Absolutely. it, right? right? You don't do it for, for any other reason. But when, when that happens, when you realize, um, you know, whatever it is that, oh my gosh, everybody, we're all going through a lot of stuff. We're all dealing with um, a lot of issues and we're all trying to figure out a way and the best way to, to deal with them. And, and the best way to deal with them might be different for every single, or it is likely very different for every person. Yeah. And, and, you know, there's a saying, it says that what we feel is most unique about us is often what's most universal about us. And so when we start to actually share what's going on, it's like it does start to change the culture. And, and you know, to your point, Mark, um, you know, having, having governments involved and, and realizing that, okay, well, there's, there's something happening here and we need to pay attention. And, and, you know, so we're talking about sort of the human side of this, but there's also an economic side too, because like the mental health is a huge, huge cost to like our, um, you know, our economy, for example. Like, uh, you know, it's... Uh, I think 60% of um, physicians' visits are now for mental health issues. I think there's an imbalance there. Uh, I I think the the, uh, federal and provincial, well, it's the provincial government that's in charge of health here, right? Um, uh, But if the federal government can give uh, bigger transfer payments to the provinces that need to put more money into mental health, because for me, right, I I realized that I needed to go to rehab. I came to a point where I wanted to, I didn't really want to go but I knew I needed to go. And I don't know what the waiting lists are like uh, and, and how uh, easy it is to get in 
to uh, publicly funded rehab facilities, I know that uh, I had to go immediately and I ended up in BC and I had to pay a pretty penny. I was going to say, there. did you pay for that? Yeah, 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 that came out of my own pocket yeah. and it was expensive. It was about 15 grand for yeah. 28 days, you yeah. know, uh, but it was well invested, invested in myself. But I, I was very fortunate to have those funds, yeah. right? I'm sh you know, I lessened the wallet for it, but I'm here for my kids. I don't know. What is it like? What is it like if, if somebody realized they got to go to rehab? Uh, and they don't have the funds, what's it like for them? Well, f first of all, um, psychotherapy is not a publicly funded uh, treatment option for individuals that don't have the It means. needs to be. It need, um, to see a child psychiatrist is a two-year wait. Um, that's and, and we know, we know that's just, it's just not feasible to wait uh, two months, let alone two years to see a child psychiatrist. Um, so the, the wait times, we, we need, but we need it, there's, we're not going to see a injection of 30 more child psychiatrists in the system. So we need to do the work differently. And one of the, the biggest burdens right now is that primary care physicians are seeing more and more complex issues come through their door. And they're saying, well, I, I, I wasn't trained right. to deal with this. Um, and so now there's these stopgap measures, um, like programs called CanReach, which are trying to train a limited number of primary care physicians how to deal with more complex mental health issues in young people. Um, but we need to look at the system and say, okay, well, if, if this is, you know, one of the top societal concerns of our time, um, what are we doing from an educational perspective yes, in the medical exactly. field um, to help equip our doctors? Well, I don't uh, think my doctor was all that well equipped, you know. In retrospect, I told him I was going to rehab uh, in five days and he prescribed me 300 Percocet. Jeez. But it was wow. my, I convinced him. Right, well, still. Uh, but I should have, but he, it. He, it was his responsibility yeah. to stop. I convinced him, I pleaded with yeah. him, and I told him that they were going to wean me off. Yeah. Well, that doesn't happen in rehab. Right. But I didn't know that. I believed it, that they were going to wean me off the pills, so I'd still have them. So, but you don't do that to somebody who is addicted. You don't. Following up on, you know, the wait to get in to see a child psychologist or getting into any treatment, that sort of thing. When we don't have that, we see it then turn around. My husband's a high school teacher, yeah. and he comes home every day and tells me stories of what he's dealing with in the classroom, and it is absolutely unreal. The kids, uh, some of the kids and some of the trauma that they've gone through and the limited... Um, uh, availability of anything for them, how they're even still showing up to school is amazing. Maybe school's a better place than, school, school's, than home, right? Stability. Or whatever yeah. it is, but it is absolutely unreal. So if you look at that, at that level, and those next steps and what it means to everything and how it just touches everything, because then in the classroom, whether it's a disruption, whether it's a whatever, it absolutely impacts and impacts another 30 kids in the classroom. We need well, child psychologists. Yes, we need child psychologists in schools. Well, I think, you know, I, I, I've, I've had this, this dream that, you know, grade three, we would inject in the curriculum some kind of psychological health program so that people understood what it is. So at a very early age, kids would understand that, oh, it is my responsibility to look after myself. Oh, and here are the tools. Oh, and this is a person I can talk to. Oh, and if I need help, this is where I go. Absolutely. Because, you know what I mean? Because then if you get them there, you change the culture for that 
that cohort, that whole generation of people now grows up and they know that, yeah, I know if I have a problem with my teeth, I go to the dentist. If I got a problem with my feelings, I go see a psychologist or some other mental because health. Because otherwise it only happens when something bad happens. Like oh, your yeah, parents yeah. get divorced, next thing you know, they plop you in front of, That's right. you know, I got to be bleeding from the eyes before I go see somebody. And then even yeah. then, you know, you're, there's still this idea Has, that we shouldn't have do you it. Have you, Gans, have you talked to anybody uh, in the provincial government or connected to the provincial government education ministry about instituting such a course? Not me personally, but I know we, we as an organization, this is our CEO at uh, uh, Psychology Association of Alberta here, and we, this is one of the things that we do in, in our advocacy is try to talk to the pr um, provincial and federal governments about doing some of this stuff. We, we talk about, it's so uh, you know, like the treatment, but also about <laughs> prevention because this is a big thing. It's the root of bullying, in uh, my opinion. Bullying. Uh, low performance, there's a whole bunch of issues around this that, that need to be addressed. And so it needs to, you know, we need to get in early so that people can change the culture around this. I was just going to say, you know, one of the risks now that there's so much attention and efforts around trying to improve outcomes for individuals with addiction and mental health concerns is that everybody's trying to come up with a solution. And that's causing fragmentation around yeah. uh, What's the, what is the solution? And so with schools in particular, uh, to your point, uh, Jalen, th there's teachers that are just like, okay, what do, I, right. what do I do? I need something. And then somebody comes along and hands them a package that may or may not be evidence-informed or evidence-based, and they're moving forward with whether it's a mindfulness app. Some sort of mm -hmm. solution, because people want solutions. Um, we need to look at all of these issues from a systems perspective, and we need to implement evidence-based um, solutions so that teachers across the province yeah. have the evidence-based solutions or, or, or programs so that they can help uh, children and their families either receive support within the schools or that there's a pathway to care that's seamless outside of the schools. Um, and so it's not so confusing for, for everybody. And that's a, real big, that's a real big risk right now. When we sat down and we talked about just doing a roundtable thing like mm -hmm. this, I don't know, September, one of the things that I, I found frustrating is that we always focus on mental health. It seems to me, this is, fr this is only my opinion, we go hard on January, February, and March because everybody's come through the holiday season. So we've got to, you know, we've got to suck it up. We've got to figure out how to handle this over the next three months. I feel like we're missing nine months here. In particular, these three months leading up to the most stressful time of year. And one of the reasons why we decided to do this was to try to help everybody get through the first three months so they can handle the next three months. Are we doing a good enough job of that? Who wants to start with that one? I think we need to do it year round. I, I don't. I don't disagree. You know? Completely agree. Absolutely. Uh, I'm, this this is an ongoing. Uh, this is an ongoing problem for me personally. In, involved in this discussion, I don't have high. Uh, I don't think I have higher stress uh, over the holidays. I kind of enjoy the holidays. It's a little bit harder for me because I'm divorced and uh, I split time uh, with uh, my children's mom. So who gets them uh, this Christmas? Who gets them next Christmas? Uh, it's fine, but you know your 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 deepest, darkest thoughts and feelings may show up in <laughs> August. You know, yeah. it, this is not a time, uh, in my opinion. I don't think it's a time-sensitive issue uh, in terms of who's suffering from addiction or mental health problems. You know, this is all the time, and it's great that we're t paying more attention to it. We need to do it all the time. But if we're talking about stress going into the holidays, I mean, there is added things of you know. 
And, and it could be just little things. For sure. Getting the shopping sure. done and get it all sent back to Ontario to get my, you know, my niece and my nephew and the kids and all that taken care of. And my husband's not doing the shopping. I'm doing the shopping and I'm doing the wrapping. And thank goodness, because he does the cooking and the cleaning. Oh, there you go. Right? Which is great, but it is it is stressful and there's different... But isn't it a, isn't it a happier kind of stress for you, Jaylen? Uh, yes, not for everybody. Not for everybody. No, yeah. sometimes it, it can it can, it can can get, you know, <laughs> feisty nicer shows up and watch out, right? Yeah. Um, so that can be... a. a a little bit challenging but again you know having come from a divorced family uh, at being 15 16 17 years old switching back and forth you know at, at Christmas time that was stressful yeah, that, that would be hard. I haven't been home to see my family at Christmas for 10 years now because um, you know my husband's uh, family is here and this is where my boys are and I miss my damn family I would like to go home that's one of the things that you know we've had the conversation about when is it when do when do we get to go home and spend time with my family the extended family, I shouldn't even say it because it should be our family, I guess, right, Gans? But, um, but, you know, when you start looking at all of those little things and you miss things and you miss people maybe who aren't there and you miss doing those things. Do we know if there's a higher incidence of suicide and um, close calls, so to speak, around the holidays? Uh, I think the research is mixed, mixed in that front. Um, there's no doubt there's, there's additional triggers mm -hmm. throughout this time of year. And I think one of the biggest things that, as uh, we as, as individuals can do is be mindful of what those triggers may be in your personal life. And they may be small triggers or they may be really, really big triggers. Um, and so just be self-aware yeah. of all of the, the, the things happening in your life that may cause increased stress, increased anxiety, and try to navigate that in advance. And I, and I, sorry, and I love that. I love, you know, the whole point about being self-aware, but oftentimes we just, we're not self-aware and we just let it go on and on. My gosh, um, you know, Gans and I just sat down last week and had a major conversation. So there's Jaylen Nye. She says she had a conversation with you yeah. talking, to, you know, talking about getting ready for Christmas. This is, uh, this is a huge thing for a lot of people. In the past, though, all mm -hmm. we've ever talked about is those crazy three months after Christmas. Yeah. And as much as we want this to be a year-long thing, as came up on the on the roundtable, I guess getting ready for Christmas and getting ready for that that blitz and that that crush, the, the, the tough stuff that you have to deal with, dealing with it ahead of time, that takes some work. It does, and I always say pre-plan your stress or better yet, pre-plan your stress management program. Right. Because you're absolutely right. I mean, look, uh, those those months leading up to the holidays generally uh, are can be a lot very intense for a lot of people and it's not not always we think of stress as always like sort of the negative thing or the car accident or the fight with the spouse or whatever right but stress can also be you know oh well I got to go to two extra parties this week or you know what when shopping with the kids or those things are not bad things but they do add other uh, appointments. They, they take up your time. They, they do take energy when you have to be on, right? When you're, you know, interacting at a cocktail party or whatever, right? So yeah. these things do add up. It's cumulative. You, you know, you're just making me think about a, a stressful situation I think all of us have dealt with, and that is the staff Christmas party. Oh, yeah. I, I always found it was way better if my better half was not there. And, and I know that's going to sound awful, but I just that uh, you have to introduce, you know, right, everybody, right. and and you never know who's going to be 
maybe they've had a few too many yeah. fruit punches or Christmas punches or whatever, and may say something that might be interpreted the wrong way by your better half. You know what I'm saying oh, here? Yeah, yeah. There's Absolutely. a lot of stress there. It is right, and it should be a, a, like generally it's a happy occasion, right? Yes, or, or you know or don't want to don't want to make a fool in front of the boss, or you know hopefully this person's you know doesn't take my last comment out of context, or do you know what I mean? So oh, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, I just uh, when you were talking about that, it just immediately <laughs> popped into my head. Now, coming up over the Christmas months, uh, months over the Christmas weeks, uh, we'll share a little bit more about us, yeah. and that is the fact that we also have had to deal with stress over the holidays. Absolutely, and I'm sure you'll be able to relate very much to that. But anyway, back to this whole session that we did. It was great to have everybody on board. Yeah. And I think we touched on some great topics. Your feedback would be really huge. Just go to askdrgans.com. Uh, you, you can send us as much feedback on all of our podcasts. Yep. We, we appreciate all of that. And also coming up in the new year, we're going to have guests. Yep. We're going to have uh, some uh, guests joining us on the podcast who can give us even a different perspective. Well, and speaking of different perspectives, too, if you have questions or comments or, or topics you want covered, Send us that feedback as well, right? Because we're open to talking about a lot of different stuff. And, you know, stress is one of those things that takes so many different forms. It can be individual stress. It can be around money. But a lot of stress, I find, has to do with relationships. Relationships at work, relationships in intimate partner relationships, but also like with our kids or even like, you know, the generation before us, right? Like parents and that sort of thing, right? So any of that stuff that you're interested in, please drop us a line and let us know so we can... Stick it into the the queue for yeah. the upcoming podcasts. Yeah, you're absolutely right. We love that feedback. That That's it for the time today. Uh, we appreciate you joining us, and we always like to pass along what our mission is. Yep. Want to help as many people as possible, so definitely get uh, get to share this with as many people as you can, but you know, uh, for sure at least one person. Start to spread the word so that anybody else can see what uh, you know how they may be helped by this information as well. Once again, check out the website. There's a few things I want to point out. There's obviously free resources on there. You have the book, The Me Factor. If somebody would like to pick that up, you can just click online on the website and also various seminars. And you also love public speaking. I love public speaking. I would like, you know, love just like the round table we did today, right? Uh, um, Being able to help people and interact with people in you know, in like live, right. It's, it's also a lot of fun for me. So yeah, if you ever want me to do a, a workshop or any kind of keynote, I'm open for that too. Thanks for joining us today. We always appreciate it. Once again, go to our website, askdrgans.com and we will see you next time. That's right. One, two, three, listen. Yeah.